Section twenty two of the Ingoldsby Legends, first series. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Ingoldsby Legends, first series, by Richard Harris Barham. Section twenty two. It was during the honey, or as it is sometimes termed, the treacle moon, that Mr. and Mrs. Seaforth passed through London. A good-natured friend who dropped in to dinner forced them in the evening to the theatre for the purpose of getting rid of him. I give Charles' account of the tragedy, just as it was written, without altering even the last couplet, for there would be no making Edgerton rhyme with story. The Tragedy Why que ipsi miserima vidi, Virgil Catherine of Cleves was a lady of rank. She had lands and fine houses and cash in the bank. She had jewels and rings and a thousand smart things, was lovely and young, with a rather sharp tongue, and she wedded a noble of high degree, with the star of the order of Saint-Esprit. But the Duke de Guise was by many degrees her senior, and not very easy to please. He'd a sneer on his lip, and a scowl with his eye, and a frown on his brow, and he looked like a guy. So she took to intriguing with Monsieur St. Megrin, a young man of fashion and figure and worth, but with no great pretensions to fortune or birth. He would sing, fence, and dance with the best men in France, and took his rapie with gentile nonchalance. He smiled and he flattered and flirted with ease, and was very superior to Monsignor de Guise. Now Monsieur St. Megrin was curious to know if the lady approved of his passion or no, so without more ado he put on his surtout, and went to a man with a beard like a Jew, one Signor Ruggieri, a cunning man, near he could conjure tell fortunes and calculate tides, perform tricks on the cards, and heaven knows what besides, bring back a strayed cow, silver ladle, or spoon, and was thought to be thick with the man in the moon. The sage took his stand with his wand in his hand, drew a circle, then gave the dread word of command, saying solemnly, Presto, hey quick, cockalorum, when the duchess immediately popped up before him. Just then a conjunction of Venus and Mars, or something peculiar above in the stars, attracted the notice of Signor Ruggieri who bolted and left him alone with his dearie. Monsieur St. Megrin went down on his knees, and the Duchess shed tears large as marrow-fat peas. When fancy the shock, a loud double knock, made the lady cry, Get up, you fool, there's de Guise. T'was his grace, sure enough. So Monsieur, looking bluff, strutted by with his hat on and fingering his ruff, while unseen by either, away flew the dame through the opposite keyhole, the same way she came. But alack and alas, a mishap came to pass. In her hurry, she somehow or other let fall a new silk bandana she'd worn as a shawl. She had used it for drying her bright eyes while crying, and blowing her nose as her beau talked of dying. Now the duke, who had seen it so lately adorn her, and knew the great sea with the crown in the corner, the instant he spied it smoked something amiss, and said with some energy, Damn it, what's this? 
he went home in a fume and bounced into her room crying so ma'am i find i've some cause to be jealous look here here's a proof you run after the fellows now take up that pen if it's bad choose a better and write as i dictate this moment a letter to monsieur you know who the lady looked blue but replied with much firmness hang me if i do de guise grasped her wrist with his great bony fist and pinched it and gave it so painful a twist that his hard iron gauntlet the flesh went an inch in she did not mind death but she could not stand pinchin so she sat down and wrote this polite little note dear mr st megrin the chiefs of the league in our house mean to dine this evening at nine i shall soon after ten slip away from the men and you'll find me upstairs in the drawing-room then come up the back way or those impudent thieves of servants will see you yours catherine of cleves she directed and sealed it all pale as a ghost and de guise put it into the tuppany post st migrin had almost jumped out of his skin for joy that day when the post came in he read the note through then began it anew and thought it almost too good news to be true he clapped on his hat and a hood over that with a cloak to disguise him and make him look fat so great his impatience from half after four he was waiting till ten at de guise's back door when he heard the great clock of st genevieve chime he ran up the back staircase six steps at a time he had scarce made his bow he hardly knew how when alas and alack there was no getting back for the drawing-room door was banged to with a whack in vain he applied to the handle and tried somebody or other had locked it outside and the duchess in agony mourned her mishap we are caught like a couple of rats in a trap now the duchess page about twelve years of age for so little a boy was remarkably sage and just in the nick to their joy and amazement popped the gaslighter's ladder close under the casement but all would not do though st migrin got through the window below stood de guise and his crew and though never man was more brave than st migrin yet fighting a score is extremely fatiguing he thrust cart and tierce uncommonly fierce but not beelzebub's self could their cuirasses pierce while his doublet and hose being holiday clothes were soon cut through and through from his knees to his nose still an old crooked sixpence the conjurer gave him from pistol and sword was sufficient to save him but when beat on his knees that confounded de guise came behind with the fogle that caused all this breeze whipped it tight round his neck and when backward he'd jerked him the rest of the rascals jumped on him and burked him the poor little page to himself got no quarter but was served the same way and was found the next day with his heels in the air and his head in the water butt catherine of cleves roared murder and thieves from the window above while they murdered her love till finding the rogues had accomplished his slaughter she drank prussic acid without any water and died like a duke and a duchess daughter moral 
Take warning, ye fair, from this tale of the bards, And don't go where fortunes are told on the cards, But steer clear of conjurers, never put query To wise Mrs. Williams, or folks like Ruggieri. When alone in your room, shut the door close and lock it, Above all, keep your handkerchief safe in your pocket, Lest you too should stumble, and Lord Levison Gorhe be called on sad poet to tell your sad story. End of section 22